You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feels great to hear that music again. Yeah, it's back. I know. <laughs> Bing is for doing, and here we are doing another amazing AfterBuzz TV after show for your favorite show, Dexter. And we're on Season 8, Episode 1, A Beautiful Day. I am your host, Shano, and I'm joined here by my awesome co-hosts. Let's start to my left. Hey, Shano. <laughs> it's Anna Koppel. Hey there. I'm JJ Jorgens. And I'm Stephen Lemieux. Stephen Lemieux. <laughs> And we're going to be talking... Oh, and by the way, engineering for us tonight is Phil Svitek. Hello, team. (laughs) Thank you, Phil, for being here, too. Uh, We're going to talk about a bunch of interesting topics tonight. We're going to be talking about the fallout from Maria La Cuerta's death. We'll also be discussing the an introduction to some of the new characters that we have seen in this first episode of Season 8. And lastly, we'll be talking about Dex and Deb and the new point in their relationship that they're at, which is a very hostile one. Mm-hmm. I'm not digging it too much, <laughs> but I'm sure it is, it's just as juicy. Well, at least they're not making out this season. <laughs> yes, they're not making out yet. God, I hope they don't bring that back. I don't know. I kind of like a make out less intense. <laughs> Well, I did. I, it, it's great that we're back so early, though, too, because mm-hmm. it was originally three months from now would be where the season's starting, and now it's, they throw it at you so quickly. So it would have started around what's uh, September, September, October, September, yeah. October time, right? Yeah, into September usually at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We couldn't I'm, wait. I'm, I'm glad it's here. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sad it's yeah. going though. I'm sad it's going too. But apparently, they couldn't wait either, and they wanted to get it out, <laughs> pump it out as quickly as possible. So, uh, and we're glad they did. Mm-hmm. We're and glad. You, and you know what they took a while to pump out was Maria's special bench. Her I know. Mem- <laughs> it's so funny. I know her memorial bench. What did you guys think of that? It's I funny. thought it was well made. I, 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 <laughs> it's really funny. We're watching, and Stephen goes. Why are they doing this six months later? Like, why are they- <laughs> I was like, why is there a coffin in the background? Like, it's six months. Did they embalm her for that long? You know what? I thought it was a coffin, too, Stephen. And I was like, man, there's barely anybody at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was six months, you think they maybe could have come up with something better than a bench, you know? Right. A little statue. Yeah. <laughs> something if six it was me months. after six months. You know, I want to fast, fast forward to the end of the episode where Dexter, he ends up sitting on the bench. And it's just like... A trashy area, right? Or was it just because it was like a, a windy, stormy kind of day where all the trash happened to pick up around, like, pile up around her bench? Well, what what I got from it is that in the beginning, when we opened, it was, you know, they're playing What a Wonderful World and everything was great in Dexter's life. And he was just saying that he was back where he really needed to be. And then, you know, fast forward, we'll talk more about it, but... Uh, that when he took, like, a, a harsh look at his own life and he was looking around and 
maybe maybe the world's not so beautiful mm-hmm. after all here from LaGuardia's bench. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is funny. It's such a contrast between the beginning of the episode and, and the last part. Um, but who else is pissed off about LaGuardia's bench? Uh, Angel is. Batista. He doesn't like it very much. What was he saying about it? I mean, he said it's just like that's the kind of stuff she didn't want. Like, that's the kind of stupid stuff. Like, can't we do more than a bench? And then I loved it when Vince is like, yeah, you can buy these in front of Home Depot. Sorry, I didn't. I hope that wasn't insensitive. <laughs> and then Angel was like, "Yeah, that's the exact, exact point. It's like ridiculous. Something you know, someone who was a captain who was on the force yeah. for as long as she was, and you know, she was. Let's admit, she was kind of a bitch. You know, every now mm-hmm. and then. And I, there were times where we liked her. There were times where we didn't like her. And the the writers took us on like a roller coaster of emotion for her. But ultimately, if it was between her and Dexter, who's gonna live is Dexter. Yeah. And, uh- it's just kind of you feel bad to a point because she has been with the show for so long and but really Batista's the only one who seems to care anymore like it's been six months granted but still he's the only one who's still being beaten up about it still kind of hoarding and like you'll you'll notice this with other people when people pass and they inherit their things they don't know what to do with them and this is where we see Batista at the moment like doesn't want to get rid of it but he doesn't want to let it go to waste because it's still her so he's kind of still hanging on. Yeah, he also had the intimate relationship with her yeah, as right. well. So I'm sure it's a lot harder for him. And that was funny rest. how he mentioned that, that at the eulogy. <laughs> it wasn't really the eulogy, right? Because it was at the <laughs> It felt like it. <laughs> it did yeah. to us. But he has all of her stuff, right? He's got well, he has her. He has stuff from her office. He has her clothing, and he even said something to um, to one of the detectives. I keep forgetting the character's name, but Dana L. White who plays that one detective. What's Wilson. The de- Dana L. Wilson. Wilson yeah. Oh, Dana L. Wilson. Uh, what's the character's name? I, I, can't, remember. I can't remember. Right now. I am My so name. sorry. But we had her Dana, on yeah. Dana L. Wilson, if you're listening, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will research your name again and, and put it. Anyway, yeah, he was checking her out, and he was even like, oh, yeah, I, was, I wanted to know if you fit into Maria's clothing because I might want to give it to you. How weird is that? Creepy. <laughs> very creepy. It's very creepy. And also, you, you know, I think it's good that uh, we don't hear a lot about everybody else's family lives. It's, you know, it's not interesting, the show. But did she not have any other family? Is that what we're to understand? You know, why does Batista have all of her stuff from her office, from her home? You know, I just... You know what? Maybe she never changed her stuff on her will or, like, who everything goes to. From marriage. From marriage. And mm. that's who everything... Yeah. He was considered the next of kin. That's why everything went to him. That like, would make the most yeah. sense for it the storyline, anyway. I don't know if I'm forgetting something, but doesn't he still have a restaurant, too? Right. Well, yeah. he did make... He said the one thing... Yeah, that's something that we kind of talked about. Like, well, how are they going to fit him back into the show next season? But he said, it's funny how death affects us in different ways you know deborah just walked out and for me with maria's death it just made me want to do nothing but chase bad guys so i guess that was his way so i guess he didn't he He sold the restaurant got rid of it okay (laughs) you know i maybe he's still because they haven't really said anything directly about the restaurant maybe he's gotten it off the ground now and it's running smoothly and he was like you know what i'm gonna take the promotion because i'm gonna get paid more you know as a lieutenant instead of a sergeant right no, we'll, we'll see. Either way, I'm glad he's back in there because it's a lot more interesting than just being in the restaurant kicked back. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It, it had its fun, but then yeah. we want we want Batista back. Yeah. Plus, there's no one who can really there's no one who can go up against really Dexter in the forest except Batista. They're all inept. Mm-hmm. Well, but now we have um, he's now Deputy Chief Matthews. Deputy yes. Chief Matthews. Mm-hmm. What was he before? What was his highest rank before? We know he was captain. Did he, he was- go up? No, because then that's when LaGuardia kind of had him. 
ousted. Mm-hmm. She set him yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was deputy chief before, and then she, she told him to step down from that. Or did was he captain, and then she told him to step down from being captain? Silence. Have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch it again. Yep. So many ranks. <laughs> so we're gonna get so much lashback for that. Yeah, yeah, we are. You guys aren't real Dexter fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been so much Dexter. It's been eight seasons. Man, I remember when I started watching it season two, and I was like, "Damn, this is so good." Yeah. Well, it's like anything from season seven. We're gonna be like, "Yeah, we kind of remember that." Anything from season six. I mean. There, there was a season six. I don't, I don't remember that season. That season didn't happen. Well, in, in seasons five and six, I was, you know, I wasn't that into it. Yeah. We've talked about that before, that it was... It had a little dip. Yeah. Yeah, it did. We, we kept watching. <laughs> I went back and started to watch from the beginning just a few weeks ago, but I haven't gotten all the way through yet. No <laughs> worries. Right. It takes so, a while. Right. So there is some other fallout from um, Maria LaGuerta's death, and that is that, obviously, Deb is totally destroyed and she she immediately must have left within maybe a month or so of uh, her killing her. I forget that she did that, but no one else does. Um, no one else knows that it happened, obviously. But she she is so guilty about it. Obviously, Dexter is just like, because he has that compartmentalization with his psychopathic mm-hmm. stuff. And she just left, and now she's at Elway Investigations. Mm-hmm. And she's working for Elway, who is played by Sean Patrick Flannery. What do you guys mm-hmm. think about this dude? Well, when I, when I was first reading up on the season and what this season was going to be, they introduced uh, Evelyn Fogel's character, like who she was going to play, and then they also introduced Sean Patrick Flannery. But they didn't really talk about his character very much. They were very under wraps about it, so they were like, I was thinking that he was going to be the main villain. And they kind of tricked me because the main villain in this case seems to be that he still will be that, but he's going to be Dexter's greatest adversary as a private investigator into Dexter. That's what I think. You know what's funny about that is when you said that, I was kind of agreeing with you when we were, when we were doing it off air when we were watching. But then when they introduced Vogel, I was like, it looks like we're talking about the new characters now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on in. So when they introduced Vogel, the whole time I'm like, dude, is she like after him? Is she on his scent? And even Dexter thought it too, right? And he starts sniffing around with the cap, uh, the deputy chief, and he goes to Matthews, and he's trying to get some intel. If I was Matthews and I heard Dexter doing this, uh, like to me, I would be like suspicious again. But he just loves Dexter too mm-hmm. much, right? Mm-hmm. Well. You know, we would assume that Matthews is is suspicious because we know that he's a serial killer. But, I mean, the people who you're friends with at work, you go to them first and you say, who is this guy? You know, what do we think about this guy? So, I, you know, maybe not. Well, the way you go. You go. Well, he was so close to his dad, too, that it's like, you know, I'm sure he feels, like, protective of him and this love for him. So, yeah, I'm sure he's just blinded to it. Yeah. Well, with last season, especially, when Maria, who's like, She's actually finally doing detective work, no matter how much he hated her. He still stuck up for Dexter, like, completely till the end. And even when she suspiciously dies her death, they blame it on the murderer because she went too deep. I mean, he's still completely not suspicious of Dexter. So I don't think there's anything that can actually happen to make him suspicious of Dexter. But did anyone else get the feeling... I know they kind of made it very obvious, but do you think that she knew he was a killer from the beginning? Uh, At first... I was thinking... Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead, Anna. I, I, no, no, no. I, you mean... Uh, Vogel. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I was just going to clarify that, so please. Yeah. Yes. Okay. With Vogel, I thought she was on his scent. I don't... I, I want to say that 
she gosh it's so weird because i'm like clouded now by the teaser we got to see mm-hmm. for the next episode <laughs> and what happened at the end yeah but i actually kind of felt like she might be a killer too at one point yeah Mm-hmm. Which which was a pretty cool feeling. At first I was like, oh, she's just an FBI agent. She's taking, like, Lundy's place, pretty much. And she's going to go after him in that manner. But then it totally changed and switched around, and she knows about him. She's known about him his whole life, which is amazing. It completely surprised me how they did the end of the episode. Because, honestly, I thought it would be one of those dramatic irony where we know that she knows he's a killer, but we won't. but she won't tell him. Or that she is the killer that killed the guy with the the skull... And that's why her soul speech was so ironic, because she's talking about taking it, trying to send a message to the killer while she's speaking to Dexter. I really didn't think that she would just out herself to him immediately like that. Yeah, I read an article that had said that she was going to bring up and show us more of his past and how he came to be a serial killer. So I thought from the beginning in those speeches that she was that she was aware of what he was and was trying to kind of get him to come out to her a little bit but I didn't know what the relation I was trying to figure out if she was like had a relationship with his you know dad or, or how but she clearly knows about the code and how he won't kill her so I, I kind of agree that I think she, she may be maybe a killer herself or somehow shared in some aspect of that I definitely at first thought she was the killer just because you know uh, when Dexter made the comment to Matthews he said yeah why now why suddenly why does she show up for this one and later, he says something like, well, maybe she's here for me. And I was just like, oh, you know, vintage Dexter thinks everything's <laughs> about him. It's not about you. But, yeah, I was thrown off yeah. by that. So so, so they were the two. of We had Elway and then we had Vogel. Those are like the two main big people that were introduced. People who were not going to get killed off right away. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then we had Briggs. And I thought he was going to be around for a little bit longer. This was the drug dealer, right, mm-hmm. who, um, who was like, Deb was effing pretty much. Before right. we before we leave Fogel, sorry, I just thought of oh, my question that I completely forgot. Um, have any of you watched Hannibal? Did you watch yes. the series? I f- I'm finding so many similarities in the attraction between Fogel and Dexter, but and the same within Hannibal's uh, Hannibal and of course, why can't I remember his name right now? Anyway, the 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 guy who's the instructor at the academy. Yeah, right, yeah. Like she's so. Like, it seems like she knows who she... Well, of course, now we know she knows that he's a killer to a point. But it seems like she's so interested in it because she does know about Harry's coat. She knows... It's like putting a serial killer on a leash. Like, how is this... How is he going to be who he is with a leash on him? And and so against what people assume serial killers are because they always have to be in control. Yet this is someone who's in control that is now put in a box. So... I think she's just very, very intrigued by the concept of who, what Dexter is. Perhaps she wants to be able to study him. Yeah. And may- maybe this has been a whole longitudinal study because she's known him for so long. And she just is obsessed with serial killers. You know, she said, mm-hmm. when she was saying, like, the whole thing, like, oh, I guess I'm crazy. You know, we, we all yeah. must be crazy mm-hmm. to I get into that. this. And she was dropping, like, the little hints here and there. And obviously, we as the audience, we didn't pick it up. We thought she was just tracking him. But she really knew everything about him. Do you think they're going to bring back the novel that she wrote and Dexter's going to read it and find things that are somewhat about him? She could have been writing the novel about things that he's done that she knew he did. But, you know, how do we know that she's not even a serial killer now still? Just because she's a legitimate neuropsychologist um, and, you know, Dexter's a blood spatter analyst and he's killing people on the side. What What if she is killing people on the side, too, and that's how she has such insight into what's going on? 
You never know. We yeah, still don't know who killed Brain Guy. Speaking of inside, I wanted to say, notice how uh, Dexter, when he was at the scene, and he takes out the, the guy's brain, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, what do you think he did, Dex? Why? Usually he has a lot of insight into that stuff, right? But when he sees that, he's like, oh, I guess some people are just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the completely normal response. That is the first time I've he- heard Dexter say, like, a bewildered normal response off of a homicide, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. is it... I don't know. Are we getting too far into Dexter? Or? Oh yeah, let's just yeah. we'll 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 switch over to the other topic after that. Okay, but, yeah, because yeah, Dexter, as I was saying while we we're watching, is like every last season was all about him becoming more and more human, and we're seeing him kind of deteriorate into humanity. That's kind of an interesting way to put it, but very, very quickly mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean his like this whole episode, the arc went very quickly. I think they were just trying to get like sand down the story so we know what's going on for the rest of the season without having to worry about all the extra crap that they don't have another season to get out of the way. So having this arc from being so happy in the beginning and then getting back in touch with Deb within like these one day period and then having it be everything sad and now Dexter is freaking out because everything's wonderful in the beginning but already he's meeting with Harry. He's seeing Harry so often. Every time we see him it seems like driving it seems like he's with Harry. And he's having, like, fits of rage, which is kind of, I mean, we saw it a little bit when he smacked the guy over the head with the anchor and killed him and a few other times, but this is immediately. definitely out of control, and when we see him yell at Harrison, which we, you know, he hasn't done before, and he's really just on edge this whole episode. It's going to be interesting, I think, watching him I know, Harrison broke that vase. Like, I honestly, he should be, like, high-fiving Harrison. You broke, you broke (laughs) LaGuardia's vase. Yeah, Yeah, the thing he didn't care about. And it's actually interesting that that stuff is happening. Dexter's getting so Mm -hmm. mad because Vogel, when she starts talking about that, oh, the psychopaths, they always suppress their emotions and that's, Mm -hmm. dokes wouldn't Mm -hmm. fit that, uh, that paradigm and such. So I thought that was interesting and I I thought to myself, when she said that, Dexter should start doing more outbursts, (laughs) like random angry outbursts so that she throws, he throws a scent away from him and she goes somewhere else and she just forgets about him. I thought that too until we realized, oh wait, she knows about Harry's code. (laughs) And now we know enough just Everything I wrote down in my notes is just like. Pfft. I know. I was, can we just know, yeah. can we just crumble this up? We don't we don't need it anymore. It's, it's done. <laughs> but you know what we do need to do? We need to go on to the iTunes store. You guys, us, I already have actually, and you fans at home need to go onto the iTunes store. And if you can't get any more, if you can't get any more Dexter fix, you know what? Get a serial killer fix and download the Serial Buddies movie because it's freaking hilarious. It's Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber. Pretty much in a nutshell. It'll be a good balance for Dexter right now because Dexter is so serious and intense. This will be a good way for you to just get a good laugh, <laughs> a little humor in there. It's, it's like really, taking Vince yeah. Masuka for a whole movie. Yeah. Come on, it's great. <laughs> that, I've never heard it put that way, and I'm glad to hear that, Stephen. That's there awesome. There you go, yeah. yeah. Artie sure. Lang, Christopher Lloyd, Kathy Lee Griffin, like Gifford, mm-hmm. sorry. Lots yeah. lots of good people. <laughs> yeah, lots of like actors in it. It's just... It's just a hilarious movie. So anyway, go ahead and download it, enjoy it, and I'll also mention a Phil in there as well over there. Phil does a lot of cameos. In that <laughs> yeah, I'm there a few times. If you, if you can spot all uh, all of them, I give I applaud you. So that's Adventure of Serial Buddies, <laughs> available on iTunes and uh, SerialBuddies.com as well. Woo-hoo. So check it out for the price of a happy meal. You get a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to check and be sure to see. Uh, you should play a drinking game to that. How many times you see Phil's VTech get strangled <laughs> and killed? <laughs> 
<laughs> so just, once? Yeah, I know. I was like, uh... <laughs> you're, you're... See, you just... That was a spoiler alert, Phil. You shouldn't have done that. The fans were gonna find out. Uh, you know what? Uh, how about this? I'll make up for it. Um... Let's see. Uh, what kind of a drinking game can the fans play to that? There is a character, and I won't say his name because he's a surprise character, but he keeps pulling down his shirt at a certain point in the movie. So every time he pulls down his shirt, um, take a take a shot. You will be <laughs> hammered by the end, and uh, you will enjoy or how about me this? pointing that out to you. Thank you, Phil. How about this? Every time you hear someone say, yeah, we, in the movie, you take a <laughs> shot or you drink a sip of beer or something like that. Or every time you hear a kazoo, right? A kazoo, yeah. Well, Dexter. how about how about we we get drunk on Dexter? Yeah, let's get back to <laughs> it. every yeah, time yeah. he makes a human outburst this season. We're gonna take a shot. Seriously, there has been such a degradation in the in the relationship, but <laughs> in the relationship between Dexter and Deborah. And I'm using all these here, just like Jeff Lindsay would if he was doing alliteration oh, for boy. the show. <laughs> well, I gotta say, go ahead. Are you going into Dex and Deb? Yeah. Okay, because I want to back up like okay. like three steps. Oh, go ahead. Um, First, I quickly just want to say, uh, I think that last season, because we talked a lot about the humanization of Dexter, but I, one of the directors, writers, somebody, I, I forget, it was right after last season rep, said, uh, you know, this is about really showing Dexter's not a superhero. You know, because before mm-hmm. that, he always lived by Harry's code, and anybody would be like, well, yeah, I mean, this guy was like a serial rapist, and so what that he's dead? Uh, so I, I think that Right away in in this first episode, we're really seeing you know real raw human emotions. So uh, I just, you know the difference between the seasons, and I quickly just want to mention the other two characters that we met, which were um, El Sapo, yes, uh, who is the hitman, who also be- also the Toad, mm-hmm. and El Sapo was on Walking Dead as well. That actor, oh, he was. Which guy yes. was he? He was the guy who Rick machetes in the head. In the prison. Oh yeah, oh. that's yeah. right. I've it, been tweeting at him, trying to get him in here. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know you. That's right. Oh man, that's so funny. I thought I recognized him yeah. from somewhere. Right on. So he's going to play a bigger role on Dexter. Hopefully, more than one episode he lasts. Well, I think. Well, he's already lasted more than one episode. I think we'll see him die next episode, though. Oh, uh, you think that? Okay. Well, this should. I'll let me save that for predictions. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay. It's over here. And then the other one is just um, the victim who had his brain melon ball scooped. Um, his name was Robert Bailey, and he was a mechanic. And they mentioned that twice, so I just feel like that might be important. Maybe his wife will come into play, or some. Who knows? But. Just wanted to quickly mention that, and please go into Dex and Dex. That's oh wait, I also <laughs> want to mention Briggs, who was the drug dealer who gets who gets killed by Dexter, and Dex just exploded oh. on that guy. Yeah, and it it was so impulsive, and he he really was controlling himself. And if if I was like if I was Briggs and I was looking at Dexter, I'd be like, dude, this guy looks like a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, he'd be a creepy guy, like just hanging around. I thought Dex would just be like, no, it's my sister, blah 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 blah. Because honestly. I noticed that I wrote that down. I was like, he knows Debbie's real name. Yeah. Like the fact that he knows she's Debbie, like he's probably found out a few other things on her. So did you feel like, uh, okay, let's kind of jump into uh, Deb and Dexter now. So regarding Deb, did you feel that she was really like liking this dude? Like she was getting into like a romantic relationship with this guy? No, it felt like, it felt like how alcoholics use alcohol to escape their problems. It felt like Deb was just trying to find an excuse that's, understandable and the cocaine and doing all this random crap is her way of lashing out and kind of getting away from everything she's doing so many drugs she's doing she's smoking pot 
she's doing cocaine right in the beginning of the episode we see her she has she's taking xanax adderall yeah what and what else i don't even know the other things like paxil was just an antidepressant but she seemed to leave that behind i think probably because it had like her address and real name and yeah. everything on there who knows she could have brought some of that with her yeah I th- go ahead. <laughs> I'm excited for this though because I've always been a Jennifer Carpenter fan, and I thought I've always thought she should have an Emmy, and she's just awesome. And I think I really am glad they made this choice with the character because I think we're going to have to see some another another season of great scenes from her. And I think realistically, that's I mean, most people can't kill somebody, so I think it's very realistic to have her struggling so much with these demons now and have have to see every day, you know, her killing somebody over and over and over again, and that the only way she could maybe get away from it was is to be diving into these sort of things. So I was happy to see this choice for the character. Yeah, and, um, well, the whole last season, season seven, she was lying her ass off about everything, and that was messing with her, too, and that's mm-hmm. why she started taking the antidepressants and all that and, and overdosing on them. Mm-hmm. And now she's just she's just going way, way overboard. And uh, I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm kind of, in a way, it's like a different change of pace, which is kind of nice because she had so much responsibility before, but now she's just, when she's lying, even though it, it surely is bothering her, it's kind of like she's doing it like it's nothing now, you know, like lying about the whole, but Briggs getting killed and stabbed by Dexter. Yeah, it's like she's out of control, but she's actually more in control than we've seen her for in a long time because she's making the choices to do these things. And she's like, when she's coming to the realization that she doesn't need Dexter and that he's always needed her and that he's the one that's so lost. And I thought those those were some great revelations for her character to have. Is that what you were going to bring up, Stephen? I don't know. It it was interesting because they they pull you into her character thinking that she's like kind of off kilter, really, really crazy. And then she has the moments when she calls Quinn. She has the moments when the guy runs outside and she immediately gets on her phone. Like she seems like she has everything under control. And the next and then whenever Dexter's involved, she has nothing under control. But you know what? Regarding Quinn, I feel like she's using him for intel like because she's left the department Mm -hmm. so she as a cop she had lots of contacts that she has to utilize now to make her private investigation job more successful and i feel like she's just using quinn as a contact not necessarily calling him for like oh i need to cry to you and i need to to take this off my shoulders well what's the what's the revelation is that quinn is the new dexter to her because before when she was a cop it was always dexter what's this dexter what's that and now it's quinn I don't know, because she doesn't want to talk to Dexter, but even though I'd think she'd hate Quinn at this point. Well, I think the two are similar. Uh, you know, Stephen, your original question was, do you think he actually, she actually likes this guy? And I think after Dexter kills him, she said, fuck, I felt okay around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And then you said something about, you know, alcoholics drown themselves. And I think that's also a similar thing that, you know, when we're feeling really awful about ourselves, we tend to hang out with lesser life forms. Uh, we either already know them um, or we'll <laughs> seek them out. And and so I think that's what she was doing. And I think Quinn, you know, she maybe never had the most respect for and so now she can lean on him and she always had the most admiration for Dexter Uh, and she said that she deserves this form of hell that she's in and you know she hates herself hates herself well Maria didn't fit Harry's code at all in any sense of the word well she wasn't living by Harry's code I know but even then it's just like Dexter can justify it but for someone like if I feel if Deb killed somebody who was like a really bad person, like 
in that sense, she wouldn't have any problem. Even if, like, if even if Maria had killed somebody that she knew and she killed Maria, she wouldn't feel bad about it. Like, if she did fit Harry's code, but the fact that she was a complete innocent and it was only to cover for Dexter, it just throws her so far into a spiral of hating herself. Right, and totally. she she did say, I wake up every day thinking about every bad decision I've made because of you. And it, it makes her hate herself even more. And I, I think that, yeah, again, had she killed Maria to protect Dexter and he was this wonderful person and, you know, not a serial killer, then yeah. that would also be something else. Mm-hmm. Dexter is really degenerating because he he doesn't have her which is pretty crazy like she she mentions that she thought it was always the other way around that she needed him but he needed her and it's it's true because that's his only sibling that's the only person he's grown up with even though he's been lying to her or withholding what his true identity really is his whole life she did really care about him and she up until she found out who he really was you know and oh, go ahead, Jason. And for a long time, she was the only one that he ever said if he was capable of loving anybody that it would be her. You know, he wasn't able to have until later seasons real, you know, loving relationships, and he always had a different sort of love for her. It just seems kind of strange to me how, I mean, this is six months after everything happened, and it opens up with Dexter. Everything's perfectly fine, so it doesn't so much. It kind of m- makes me think that he didn't know how bad she was, because. Everything starts to fall apart when he realizes that he thinks she needs him because she's in such a bad place. But before that, I mean, he knew she wasn't talking to him. She knew that he didn't. she didn't want to see him, and he was still having a f- happy life. But now that he thinks that he needs her, he's like back and goes, oh, you need me. You need me. You know what? That's super funny that you say that because that's totally the situation that Deborah was in for for six seasons. Everything was happy because she didn't really know what was going on with Dex. And then now that so like let's take it to now, Dexter doesn't know what's going on with Deborah. He's totally in the dark about where she is. He's he's even giving like half guest answers to the coworkers, right, or former coworkers of Deb's. And then when he he goes and investigates, he goes to her house. She's not there. Whatever he's going through the mail, goes through her credit card accounts. Then he sees her and he finds out what she's really doing. And he even like goes to Elway Investigations. Then he everything's falling apart for him. So they're both like kind of down a similar path. It's just that he's kind of like behind her a bit. You're right. I didn't even think of that. And another throwback i know you want to say something on it but uh before that is the speaking with briggs and uh with briggs and deb when briggs says well you just walked through that door and just you walking through that door could simply that simple thing like that can change so much and that was i felt was a throwback to when deb just simply walked through that door at the church that night and a simple thing like that seeing seeing someone seeing dexter or in this case briggs seeing deb can just change so much and spiral everything into something new I, I really like like the that we've been with these characters for so long for so many seasons that each of the characters are becoming a metaphor for how the other characters were before, which is freaking mm-hmm. crazy. I want more Vince though. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Anna, did you have something to comment on? I was so long ago I don't remember. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I threw you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, was there anything else? Oh, something really important too is. Uh, Dexter's kid Harrison, he's different, right? He's all he's grown up. Mm-hmm. He's he has, he's on a way soccer. cuter. He's, he's he a is different. Super cute. Yeah. He's a he's a different child actor, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. 
So he totally, he, he looks... Is it, it is a recast, I read that. Yeah, he looks different. This uh, one knows how to talk. He knows how to talk yeah. now. He doesn't just say, Dada's box. Daddy's box. I still thought the other one was cute, but I do think it's... I am interested to see what happens with this, because, I mean, we already saw tonight how he can it can influence it with him running away and how it changes Dexter's. But I, I feel... I don't know. I feel like there was a deliberate choice to make him older and a little more able to understand things. Yeah, so I want to see how that plays out. Well, I mean, the scene where Dexter picks him up after he walks out of the car and after Dexter had just killed Briggs, and Dexter's holding his, like, bloody hand trying to keep it back, but then when you find it on the dog, it's kind of also a metaphor for you can try to keep your family life away as much as you want. You can try to keep your murdering away from your family as much as you want, but it'll still fall back on your family, even if you don't notice it right away. Especially when Dexter tries to take time away from his babysitter's sexy time. <laughs> yeah. And, oh. He can't keep... He, Dexter kills at night. He's, he's this animal that's prowling, this monster that has to live in the shadows. If anybody sees him, he, it's going to spoil everything. So he can't, he can't kill during the day, and that's the only time when someone can watch his son, right? During the daytime, most of the time at least. Isn't it weird how comfortable he was to just kill that guy in front of Deb? Well, yes. that's that's what I was going to say earlier. Mm-hmm. That uh, that he said, "I'm here to rescue you," and then does the same thing that has been destroying her, yeah. which is yeah. killing a person in front of her. It, Great acting by uh, Jennifer Carpenter in that scene, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised that he went there again too. I was like, oh yeah. no! Like, and, and <laughs> really like you said, Dexter. so quickly and without like I thought they would just have the punching match and you know they get beat up or whatever. But or I did like, not think he would actually yeah. kill him. Hey, I'm Deb's brother. I'm yeah. here. Any brother would want to take their sister away from a sleazy hotel and a yeah. sleazy guy. Yeah. Oh my God! A hitman's coming to kill Briggs. I'm going to beat him to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So she also got, Deb also got that key. We don't know if she has used it yet to find the jewelry that she was supposed to get, right? No, she hasn't found it yet. But it looked like a locker key. Yeah. Pretty sure it was a locker key, but then... Or a post office box, maybe. But we see El Sapo. Is it El Sapo? Sapo. Mm -hmm. El Sapo watching what happened outside the truck. He had to have been there all night and seen everything. Whoa. So, he could use that against Dexter, too. I don't, he knows what Harrison looks like. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it a step further. Is He's probably not going to use it against Dexter or Harrison. But what will happen, because I don't think they're going to bring back the mob ties so strongly after last season was so so yeah, really Russian fisted mob, into their yeah. Martian mob. Well, I think the Ukrainian mob is Ukraine. a lot bigger than than this guy. Like, we don't know, like, if this is, like, a really serious mob connection or if it's just, like, a one-time kind of hit deal. I still don't think they're going to bring back the mob aspect for more than one episode for anything because it's just so much of similar writing. But we see him being watched. He probably probably saw exactly what happened and right now he probably thinks that deborah and dexter are working together to get the jewels that he was trying to fence wow so he's probably going to either go after deborah or he's going to go after dexter and by the fact that he was still there when dexter left he's probably going to go after deborah to find out where the jewels are Mm -hmm. and we saw a quick scene in the previews where somebody was throwing deb against a wall or a bed or something and i think that might be her and him Hmm. and dexter might have to save deb Again. Again. Meaning killing somebody in front of her. <laughs> or maybe she's going to have to kill kill him. Kill El Sapo. Maybe. How is she going to justify that this time or lie her way out oh. of the police reports again? Well, that one might be, like, saving herself. Yeah. Self-defense usually gets you out when it's a hitman for a mob. Yeah. Eh. 
You know, how, how are the police, how are the Miami police taking this report down from her? Because do they know that she's like a former lieutenant? She's going to give her name. or Did she give like her real name? Does she have like undercover credentials or falsified stuff? Well, it's the Fort Lauderdale police at this point that ah. have taken her. Her, uh, and they, she said that she was working for LA Investigators, and oh, she did. And uh, they said, if we need more information, we'll contact you. Oh, she did say that. Okay, all right. I thought she was just like saying, like I'm, I was like his date or something. <laughs> no, it's, pro- it's probably pretty commonplace for people to die around undercover cops. I mean, they're only in that position in the first place to get close to dangerous people. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um, before I forget, I want to throw something out there that I don't know, didn't know if you guys caught. But when Dex is in the car with Harry talking to Harry, Dex calls Harry dad. And he usually sa- he usually just calls him Harry. And then right in the same scene, Harry calls him son. But I guess that's a little bit more common. Hmm. I don't know. Does it happen more often or am I, am I overthinking things? You know what? I haven't really been paying attention. Mm-hmm. I would think that he always called him son, like, all the time. But not... I just never thought Dex called him Dex. No, he calls him Dex. Dex. He, t- he, he calls him Dex, Dex and Harry a lot, yeah. Huh. He calls him Dad? No, I'm saying the other... What you said. They, they usually just refer to each other as, as Harry. Harry and, yeah, so him Dex. saying Dad, it was kind of... I don't know, threw me off. Yeah, that might be one of the first times I can remember. We've never actually brought that up, so that's that's kind of interesting. They, we should probably... I think they did it last season. Huh. Really? Yeah. As he becomes more... Yeah. Speaking of mm-hmm. father and son stuff, so when Dexter pu- gets pissed off at that guy who who uh, cut, him, cut off. him off, he goes after him, and I had a feeling something like that was going to happen, like somebody else is going to be in the car, and it happened to be the guy's kid that was in the back. Dude, like, how bad is that, man? Like, That don't fly. <laughs> that don't fly. That guy is writing down Dexter's license plate, going after him, and filing lawsuit or something. In what? this day and age... What if that came back to bite him later in the season? No. You, you think it should? Yeah, that might because that whole gasoline thing with Deborah—that was like such a small little thing, mm-hmm. but it came back to bite her and everybody, obviously. But this, may, what if this starts to bite Dexter? Like maybe he's going to be doing something, and then out of nowhere, the police from wherever that was—maybe it's like the uh, the the highway patrol for Florida—they like go ahead and like hunt him down. Like, oh, we got a you assaulted this guy on the nineteenth. Blah blah blah. They highlighted mm-hmm. the. Uh, <laughs> The woman who was Fort Lauderdale police, they kind of highlighted her a little bit, if you notice that. Like, it was right on her face. She had her line. She stayed on camera after her line. Yes. Um, she, They'll probably bring her back with that, and then she'll probably connect some dots, and then she'll end up working with people in Miami. I don't know. Like, this is the last season. Yeah. yeah. This is the last season. So much can happen. It'll be the fall of Dexter, or it'll be the fall of someone else. You never know what's going to happen, and I feel like they're going to pull out all the stops. I definitely think Batista, with all the Maria stuff, we saw the uh, him rip up the search warrants. search warrants and the wiretapping warrants. He'll probably find something that makes him slightly suspicious too. Yeah, I well, think that's a. Are we doing predictions? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. It sounds like I wrote down my own predictions other than yeah. these, but these are good because we're exploring different possibilities here and we're putting it into the mind of our AfterBuzz fans. There's so many predictions to be have yeah. for the first episode though that's like all you're thinking is oh what's gonna happen mm-hmm. for the rest of the season you know what i don't like about the teaser that they showed at the end was how they show like the whole season kind of because it almost like spoils it in a way for us you know they should just do like what's gonna happen next episode not like the whole rest of the season in yeah. 30 seconds i agree with you on that one like just give me a little bit more because i want to be so surprised each and every time we come here for the last few episodes yeah they should only do that for reality tv because there's really nothing yeah. that ever happens <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And you kind of expect all that stuff with the 
Well, they always try to throw you so much too. Like if when they instead of like when they show you the whole season, you just like. Oh, okay, cool. Like I can think this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, but then you realize that they're using audio from episode seven on a clip from episode yeah. nine, they're seeing someone screaming, Dexter don't when it shows like a baby in front of him. <laughs> like, they just edit it so differently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of different, our new website is super different. So you AfterBuzz fans listening to us right now, type in AfterBuzzTV.com into your address bar and check out the new website. It's updated, it's amazing, it's super modern. Am I right, Phil? What can yeah, they you ch- are. What, what can they check out? What's some new features of the website that they can well, check out? Well, if you like Sean O, you can search into host and find Sean O's page with his bio, picture, and any links to his social media so you can follow him. Oh, if you like Anna Koppel, you can do the exact same. If you like Yaya Jurgens, yeah. you can definitely do that. Or you can just follow her on Twitter yeah. at JJ Jurgens. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on the website. We have all cool. the podcasts and the YouTube videos connected to each other. Anytime you have a special guest that you're really interested in, too, we have all our special guests listed. You can click on them, and it'll take you to any interview, any show that they've done here at AfterBuzz. It'll also take you to any of their social media and their IMDb pages, anything you need. So pretty much cool. our AfterBuzz fans don't even have to leave the website anymore. Yeah, you can comment on videos don't and everything. Don't ever leave <laughs> the website. It's also kind of fun now because it's kind of like shopping on Amazon. It's like, if you like Dexter, mm-hmm. you might and also the like. The world's a scary mm-hmm. place. You don't want to leave the website. Yeah. It's nice and comfortable. <laughs> We're such a fun community mm-hmm. here. Why would you want to go anywhere else? We're going to wrap you guys up like Dexter does with the cellophane <laughs> and the, his victims on the table. Oh, oh my God. You stay on a website. Stay close. Oh, I just... <laughs> I just remembered something I wrote down, too. Phil's just, like, watching. (laughs) He's just, like, dropped right now. Um, Robert Bailey, the mechanic, we find out that he was captured. He was missing for five days. Oh, that's right. And he was enclosed in, like, a, a small space. And he had bruises on his knees and knuckles like he was tied up. Dehydrated. Yeah. Nothing in his stomach. So... You know that so then there's like a totally new serial killer out there who may or may not be around for a few episodes. Or it was Evelyn, who knows? Or it was Evelyn Vogel. Well, from the from the preview we get for next season or for next for the Do you want to go? Yeah, let's just go on a preview. Yeah. Seriously. Everything is so ah. Okay, can I just get everything off my chest? Let's do this. All right. So Two, two options, I think. Either Evelyn Vogel has different personalities, and one of her is that of a serial killer, and one of her is that of the psychiatrist, or what we find out in the scenes is that uh, it's one of her previous um, patients that's doing these murders, and that's who she thinks it is. What I think also is that when she said that he was sending a message to another killer, that, she, that he was sending it to Dexter, and she's told this patient about Dexter, and that's the reason she ended up in Fort Lauderdale is because she found the victim a victim similar to that of her patient's previous victims and she heard about it and she's like okay I gotta go down there I gotta talk with Dexter because I know that that's who my patient's going after because I've told him about her Fort Lauderdale or do you mean like Miami 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 yeah because if she told her patient about Dexter and he knows where the patient if it's a he knows where Dexter is that would be his next place and doing the body like that sending a message she said it's sending a message now, we really don't know. I want to piggyback off of your prediction, Stephen. Really, we really don't know if there is this, this uh, client or wh- mm-hmm. whatever she had out there killing people. What if, like, like kind of you alluded to, 
she is the one who's really killing people and maybe she has like a split personality or maybe she's doing this uh, i want to add this on maybe she's doing this to test dexter to see how much he's followed the code how good of an investigator he is how much of another serial killer he can like kind of assimilate and learn about their patterns and find them and take them out and how efficient he is like he's like a case study yeah okay what if she let loose the patient on purpose to see how see how Dexter reacts to it because she says you can't kill me I don't fit Harry's code yeah so is he going to kill the patient I think that's the alright one prediction each mm-hmm. <laughs> we go on all night <laughs> this first episode how about Anna you go ahead and give mm-hmm. us a prediction okay mine's also going to be about it's going to be Evelyn related and that's that because how does she know about Harry's code and the uh, the pictures uh, and I think that either Hannah or Julia Stiles' character, somebody got in touch with her and fed her information recently. Oh, I didn't think about Julia Stiles' character. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got something mm-hmm. to... I, if I don't forget by the time JJ's done, I want to say something, too. Go ahead, JJ. I would piggyback on a bunch of those, <laughs> but I won't repeat them. I would also just say that in something I read in an interview with Jamie, that I think... Um, interview but Jamie's character I think that she's going to get um, somehow involved in Dexter's dark dark world and could be in danger but Uh-oh. Jamie will yes okay yeah. she kind of did last season too slightly being so close to well, did you forget it Sean or do yeah. you know it I, I wanted to say something like they got like either Hannah or yeah Julia Stiles' character got in touch with this this lady too and maybe this lady well, she did have the drawings. I was going to say maybe she didn't really have these drawings. Maybe maybe she made them up. See, and that's why I thought maybe she was involved with Harry. Yeah. Maybe because she- if she has stuff from that far back. Yeah. Maybe she was Harry's mistress. We focus so another one. Yeah. We focus so much on that, but what do you think is going to happen to Deb? Nobody said anything about Deb. I I feel like Toad's going to get uh get her against the wall. He's going to try to kill her and get that jewel or whatever it is. Um or even just find out what happened to uh, to Briggs, and then Dexter's probably just going to kill El Sapo next episode. I have one more question before a prediction before the end. Since it's the, the last, do you think either Deb or Dex will die this season? I feel like Dexter is going to die this season. It's only fitting. Anna? I, I think they're both going to die. Maybe Deborah will kill Dexter. I'm saying Dexter dies. They're, they're going to die like a Romeo and Juliet type death. <laughs> oh, God, no. Murder-suicide. <laughs> yeah. I've known you 14 days, crazy. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here on our season premiere for uh, for season eight of Dexter, the last season. And if you guys would like to follow us, hey, you know what? Give me a follow. Sean Austin O on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me, Anna Koppel, at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-E-Y-O-R. Why don't you tune back in like an hour and catch me and Sean for the <laughs> series premiere of Ray Donovan. That's right. Nice. Right. I'll watch you guys. All right. All right. You can follow me at JJ Jorgens or at JJJorgens.com. All right. You can follow me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. Yeah, there's an X at the end of it. And you can also catch me on the Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls, Twisted, and Graceland after shows here at AfterBuzz TV. Check them out and follow Sean, Anna, and JJ in your free time because they're much cooler than I am. You said a mouthful, Stephen, but we'll buzz with you guys <laughs> next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.